What's up, nerds? It's January 25th, 2019. I'm Antonio Padilla, and I'm your Arthur. With me, as always, is Cliff Miller, my Lancelot. Say what's up, Cliff. What up, what up? Now, today, uh, today's episode is, uh, it's gonna be a little, it's gonna be a little weird. Uh, yep. <laughs> some plans that we had, uh, we had, we had a pretty big episode planned for today, and literally at the last minute, that all went straight to crap, but, uh, but we're gonna try and salvage the, the episode as best we can, and, uh, we're just basically freestyling it today. So let's see, let's see how entertaining we can really be. So, Cliff, we have a lot to talk about today. Uh, I understand you have your thoughts on The Punisher Season 2. Why don't you go ahead and uh, tell us what you thought about that? So, I've only been involved with like the first a, a couple episodes so far, right? So, it's definitely still kind of in a fledgling stage for me, so I'm still like working like to get through it, you know, but it's actually probably i'm gonna have to say it man it's one of my favorite series of like all time there's just so much awesomeness to this so if you guys have not been able to see this yet uh john berthanol is just he he lives this character right so i'm a huge fan of the punisher with tom jane i've i love that movie i always thought that he was he was the punisher until Marvel came out with this series. And now that the series is out, I have to say, like, hey, Tom, with all due respect, you got to move to the back of the line. You got to move to second place. Because there's just certain things that he's able to characterize, that John's able to characterize, able to do, that just Tom wasn't able to, right? So one thing I definitely thought was Tom Jane was always that guy that's like, he was cool, he was calm, like he was always angry, but he just he just always stayed monotoned. Where John kind of gives you like that range of emotions, you ride the same roller coaster that he's on. And when you watched it from the first season going into the second season, there was no change. You still rode that same roller coaster. You knew all the stuff and even from the recap on Netflix when it always does like that season recap, from that recap point uh, you just got hit with like an emotional rush again, and you're like, "Yep, I'm on board. Let's go fuck shit up." And <laughs> this was this was no different, and it was kind of cool because I was watching an interview with um Jimmy Kimmel, and they were talking about uh if he had ever got hurt or if he his favorite day was when he got to do fight scenes, right? So John was talking about in the very first episode. So no spoilers, don't worry. Uh, there's a fight scene. And John broke his hand during the fight scene. But the stunt coordinator kept telling him, like, hey, man, you got to suck it up and go through it. You're the Punisher. And he broke his right hand. And so John was like, mm, yeah, I, I did hear about that. I yeah. can't. I can't I, OK, I guess I'll tough it up. And then you know, <laughs> he's the Punisher. So the stunt, his the other actor, like, was slamming his hand against the table trying to get a knife out. He's like, and obviously you can't, like slow-mo it so you have to just go hard he's like so i tore tendons in my hand and then he said there was another scene where he's supposed to catch a guy and he's like can i catch him with my left hand he's like no catch him with the right because that's where the camera's pointed so he he caught him but he's like all right well there goes my hand now it's definitely broken and there was a scene <laughs> there's a part in the scene where he like grabs a stool but he's supposed to grab it with his right hand but because there's so much chaos going on he just grabs it with his left he just throws it and he was supposed to throw it at a, at a, a mat 
and he missed a mat and he hit the stunt coordinator and he oh, injured geez. the stunt coordinator. So it was just like it's super funny like to hear like his trip and how like he has to continually stay in that mindset of the Punisher and he can't ever deviate out. But it's just I I'll be honest, when I saw John the first time in Walking Dead, I immediately mm-hmm. and I've said this before on this podcast, I wanted him gone. I was like, I want you dead. I want your family dead. I don't even want your friends to know that you existed. I want you gone. And when I saw him in the Punisher, I was like, I want you dead, Shane. I want you gone. I don't want you in this series anymore. And then like he won me over so much. And now like watching him, like, yep, you the man. And I will wholeheartedly go to bat for the Punisher every second. And when people come to me and say, Tom Jane was the best Punisher, I will punish those guys. <laughs> and introduce him to a new show. Let me let me ask you a question, Cliff. Is this uh, is this season better paced than season one? Because I just could not get through season one. It was so slow moving. You know what's funny is that I feel like Marvel does this with like everything, right? That the first season is always slow. Some of it could be very entertaining, like Daredevil was. Um, some of it you might mm-hmm. run, run into like a big clusterfuck like Agents of Shield, and some of it might be just mm-hmm. really dull like um, Iron Fist. Like I thought that show was decent. Well, Iron Fist had a crap load of problems, but yeah. we won't get into that right now. <laughs> but but you feel where I'm coming from because you could, could portray it on. Yeah, I hear what you I hear where you're coming from. But, but like, like, the, like like seriously, like is is season two? Does it have better pacing? Like that's yeah. that's really all I want to know before I even try and. You know, yeah, I definitely because felt... like season one, just I wanted to bash my head into a wall so many times <laughs> trying to watch that. But you know what? Like the second episode, like really, it, I'm not gonna say it's like it picks up and it's just like Punisher grabs like an M16 and just blows everybody away and just continually blows them away. Because like I'm on the second episode mm-hmm. now, but what it is mm-hmm. though is that you feel like you you it starts off kind of slow in the first few scenes and then it picks up and once it picks up. You can just kind of along for the ride after that. Okay, that's good. That's good because, like, my problem with the show was like, especially season one, because I actually did try and watch that show. Like the the trailer hooked me, and the trailer, it looked like what you were describing. It looked like he was just going to be like murdering fools the whole time, and I was like, yeah, I'm so hyped for this. And then you watch it, and like six episodes go by, and nothing happens, and I'm like, what am I doing? Why am I watching this? Like, <laughs> this isn't entertaining at all. Well, see, so, what I would tell you, you know, just, just so long as season two has, like, you know, just so long as it's better. Like, that's all I really care about. I might give it a shot, but, you know. So, how far did you get along season in season one? one? So. What's up? Did you finish season one? No, I did not. Okay, so. I got, to, I got, through, to ep- I got through episode six, and I was like, I'm out. Really? Can't do it anymore. So, when I tell you this, just put your trust in me. Get to se- episode seven, push through. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're gonna start seeing like action pick up. There's gonna be a lot of like a lot of good dialogue, and a lot of like key points that mm-hmm. were hit on. Because like I felt the same way. I was kind of bored with season with with the first couple episodes, and I think it's weird because I think it's a Netflix thing too. Because there's another yeah. show on Netflix called The Ranch, and my friends say the mm-hmm. same thing. Like. The first five episodes of The Ranch really drug them down. They're just like, I don't want to be a part. I don't want to watch it. But then once they got to episode six and seven, they're like, I'm hooked. And I'm like, yeah, no, because the show is really good. And that's the same way I felt with Punisher. And 
it's a good, I yeah, know. I, mean, I get like that's that's a problem Netflix shows have because like I, I watched um the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina because I'm a because I, I like Riverdale and right. uh, that show was the same like it's just so slow and boring and nothing interesting happens until like the last episode and by then it's like too little too late like I don't care right. <laughs> like, I, I don't care about any of this at this point it's just it's just wild because like. So I know I know that the show oh, is really I know the show is really good when my wife comes to me and says I love the Punisher. All right, all right. Um, you know I'll and she I'll hey, give it another shot. Like maybe you, I was just in the wrong headspace, but you know I'll me, I'll give it another shot. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'll admit it. I'm and you know, enough to and admit you want to know you want to know how I know that Punisher is a good show. Hmm. Because her favorite show right now is Riverdale. What's that? Her favorite TV show right now, like the one that she's waiting for the next episodes to come out, is Riverdale. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So I mean, you. Well, you can. And, like, you... and I'm gonna be real, man. Like I just, I just gave up on Riverdale as well. Like season three, <laughs> not feeling it. Yeah, she was. Not she's big in season one. And, and I two. didn't, I didn't like, I didn't like season two very much either. But season three, I was just like, this is. Like, i'm out i'm done like i haven't watched the last couple of them and honestly i don't i, I don't feel like i'm missing anything from my life so huh? yeah that's kind of where i am right now when it comes to like tv and stuff like certain things i used to really love i'm just like nah, i don't like this anymore <laughs> so <laughs> move on time move next i don't know man no I'll, but i'll i'll give i'll give the punisher another try you know like i said i could be totally wrong about it and maybe i was just you know, because I tried to watch it when it first came out, and I just wasn't feeling it. So, hmm, well, who knows? Maybe more mature me will feel differently about it. Because <laughs> uh, you know what I what I have been watching. What? You know what I have been watching, and I'm really surprised by. It? I actually wanted to mention this. Uh, I know I'm a couple years late to this one, but I just started watching Mr. Robot on Amazon, and holy crap, is that show! amazing like i like i know that show has won a bunch of like tv awards and stuff like that but like i didn't realize what the show was and then i started watching it because somebody described it to me in a way that made it appealing to me what they said was it's a cyberpunk story and i love cyberpunk and they said that to me and i was like what really he's like yeah yeah except that it's set in the present and not some dystopian future and I was like, oh, that's really interesting. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the further you go along in the show, the more and more it starts to resemble a traditional cyberpunk story. And I'm in season three right now, and I'm like, holy crap, he was right. Like, it's almost like a cyberpunk origin story. Like, how did our world turn into that world? And I'm, <laughs> dude, my mind is blown. Like, I, I love this show. Like I'm almost done with the available episodes that are on right, so I'm I'm trying to stretch it out because it's so good. <laughs> but yeah, man, like that seems to be more in line with what I'm I'm interested in watching on TV right now. The way you made it sound right now, so, is, I don't know, man. The way you you just explained that to me makes me feel how Will Smith felt when the Wachowski brothers tried to explain the Matrix to him. Oh, dude, like. <laughs> Check out, check out this show. It's mind blowing on that same level. Like, cause certain things happen, and I was like, "Wait, what? Oh man, you guys are hurting my brain." <laughs> so check it out, man. It's crazy, nuts. And the the cast on that show is 
insane. There are people who show up on the show who I wasn't expecting to be in the show, and they completely surprised me. I'll, I'll spoil one of them for you. I was not expecting Craig Robinson to show up on the show. Okay. But he does. <laughs> and he's not he's not the funny guys that you you and me know. He delivers like a really like he scared me at times. <laughs> That's how good his performance was on this show. I was like, oh man, like I'm afraid of this guy. Like he might kill someone. You know what's crazy? So like, yeah. I'm... It and I it's gonna kinda divulge away from like shows that we kind of talk about right but there is mm-hmm. there is something like i i really 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 want to get your opinion on okay and mm-hmm. this is like our crazy transition so ride along okay so let's go <laughs> from <laughs> let's go from the punisher to mr robot to craig robinson's appearance right let's tie this in mm-hmm. to uh hot tub time machine and no, you know what? Let's not even tie the hot hot machine. How about uh, this is the end, right? Uh huh. And we're gonna talk about a man named Seth Rogen. Okay. And, Dude, great transition. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. So he's presenting the boys. Like he has the the boys out. on Amazon. He's he's producing <laughs> just like he produced a uh, preacher, which is another comic book TV show. Yo. Seth Rogen, man, he surprised me with like the projects he gets behind. The preacher is so awesome. I love the preacher. <laughs> preacher is so good, man. Yo. Preacher is so good. I keep telling everybody to watch it. I was but yeah, man, it. I'm excited for the boys. I'm yeah. I'm so excited for that. They dropped the trailer. Uh, everybody who's listening, if you haven't seen the trailer, go check out the trailer right now. Um, the official YouTube synopsis. It. An action story centered on a CIA squad tasked with keeping superheroes in line by any means necessary. Now, this is based on a comic book. It was created by, let me see, Cliff, do you know who created the book? I, I do not recall. Not off the top of my mind. I'm trying to look, yeah, I'm trying to look up the details right now because this is, it's, it's kind of an indie book. It's not like a Marvel or a, a you know, a, it's it not was, a Marvel or a DC or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, it was written by uh, Garth Ennis. That's that's who I thought it was. Yeah, Garth Ennis. Yeah, so it, and Garth Ennis, like we were just talking about, uh, had a very famous, had multiple famous runs on The Punisher. You yep. know, if you enjoy that character and you enjoy his comic book, this is probably definitely up your alley. Uh, I'm excited for it, man. I, and I, I could tell you are as well, so... Well, and it's funny and it's got a heck you, of a cast. Yeah, and it's funny how you brought it up, right? How you said that a TV show got explained to you in a way that kind of threw you off that you didn't expect it, right? And this is similar to how mm-hmm. it got brought to me, right? So for some of you guys who don't know, I follow Philip DeFranco, right? I love his TV show. I love mm-hmm. the Philip DeFranco. Philly D. Yeah, Philly D is the man. And so he brought it up. Actually, so we're talking about this on the 25th. He brought it up on the 24th show about how the trailer dropped. Mm-hmm. And he was like, if you guys don't know anything about the boys, imagine a world with superheroes, right? But those guys, because in, in the superhero world, if you look at Marvel and DC, they're always like flashy and bright and they're in your face. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Even like, even Batman and Superman. 
But what you don't see is behind the scenes. Like, imagine a lifestyle where they're, like, rich and they're famous and people are mm-hmm. checking them out like paparazzis. And that's essentially, that's exactly what you're going to get with the boys. And I was like, I got to fucking watch this, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. <laughs> like, I, yeah, man, this was one of the, the projects that when it, when they announced that, you know, uh, they were working on it, I was like, this is going to be great. Like, I I can't wait. And then it's like, you know, Carl Urban is in the cast, which right away is like, yo, that's that's Judge Dredd right there. That's you got Dredd. me. You got my money. <laughs> Should he got and, me from you know doing... <laughs> uh, Seth Rogen? Yeah. Seth Rogen, like I said, the the man surprises me every time with the projects he he gets behind. Like I said, like Preacher, when Preacher came out, blew me away. Like and I knew it would because it was based on again a, a <laughs> Jeez, another Garth Ennis uh, comic book. He really loves his Garth Ennis, doesn't he? He really does. He does. So, yeah, uh, the boys... Just check out the trailer, man, because it, it looks so good. Like, it the looks so good. So they fun. sold me on it, so... And in fact... So, that, yeah, uh, man. Uh, and Jennifer Espedito is in it. Yo, I'm such a fan mm-hmm. of hers. From I remember watching her in Crash, and she was so yeah. good in that. And I was like, I, mm-hmm. I've been a fan of hers ever since I saw her in that movie. And it wasn't even the scene oh, yeah. where, like, some some of you guys will think, like, oh, yeah, she he only liked her because she got banged on that t- on that movie. Like, no, no, no. When she cut her promo to Don Cheadle about my mother's from Honduras and my dad's Venezuela and neither one of them are near Mexico, yo, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm dead. I, love- <laughs> I was like, that's mm-hmm. my girl. <laughs> For sure, man. Like, yeah, like she's, I, I mean, obviously she's a very beautiful woman, but yeah, she's a talented actress as well. Like, like I said, this cast is insanely talented and I just, I can't wait to see it. When does it drop? Do, you, do they have uh, an actual date? No, not yet. It just says uh, TV series for 2019. There's no actual date for it. Yeah, yet. it says 2019. God, I know it's got to be soon though. I know it has to be. I mean, you know, they dropped the trailer. Could you but imagine, yeah, though? Check, uh, guys, check out The Boys. Like, read the comic book if you if you want to get, you know, if you want to get, in, if you want to see what, if you want to see if this is your cup of tea. Like, check out that comic book and, or, you know, just wait for the series. Either way. Like, I guarantee you this is going to be entertaining. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I, you know, <laughs> Cliff, what do you, what are, <laughs> You got thoughts, man, because I'm just running around in circles. I'm excited. I'm Yo, excited. it just, it just like to me. I always wondered, like, just imagine though, like, let's just say, like, not even like a what if series, right? What if Superman like made all the bad decisions that he wasn't supposed to make? Like, imagine like Clark Kent, right, is in Smallville, and Lex Luthor's like, "Hey, Clark, come snort this line with me." And Soups is like, yeah, yep. I'm about to try this, right? And then like it just leads him down this dark path. That's this show. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, seriously, like, like how how is that not appealing to you, man? Like, Yo. this is so. Like I said, it's it's kind of a deconstruction of like classic superhero stories and tropes and stuff. Like, just imagine, you know, like, like uh, similar to the way that like uh, like Alan Moore deconstructed superheroes with Watchmen or you know it's just it's it's in that same genre except it's like like you said like 
if superheroes existed in our world, but like you get to see like the behind the scenes, you know, the, the not so glamorous side of it and what the, the consequences and repercussions of, of, of that in that world are. And, you know, like you're telling me you've never thought about that kind of thing. Like I'm I guarantee you, we all have at one point or another, like, Yo, I think about and that's what that makes these stories the so so entertaining. Of course, you do. Like we all do. You know, like we've all had those thoughts. Like, hey, yo, like what if you know, like what if what if superheroes like sold out and started you know advertising for sponsors and stuff like that? You know what I mean? <laughs> Imagine if like, yo, be like, dude, <sighs> what if Flash, <laughs> like started like racing nascar and like being sponsored by like costco (laughs) (laughs) you got that armor all endorsement (laughs) what would happen if like batman just like sold out to lex luther and became a hitman like what would that do (laughs) yo that's like that's what you're looking at like you made bad decisions. You essentially, this TV show is like super bad with superheroes. <laughs> you get to be the mistake too. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you, you heard it here, folks. Like, <laughs> Keep your eye out on this because uh, I guarantee you it's going to... They're doing some really interesting stuff on a lot of these streaming services with their their original superhero content. Like, this is going to be available. The Boys is going to be available on Amazon Prime for streaming. And uh, the next thing that I want to talk about is the Umbrella Academy. They also dropped the new trailer this week, and that is going to be streaming on Netflix. And I feel like before I get into Umbrella Academy, I feel like both of these shows are kind of uh, these are examples of what streaming services are going to start what they're going to have to start doing in terms of superhero content since Disney is taking all their Marvel content over to Disney plus and, you know, Warner brothers and DC is doing all their content on the DC universe streaming service, you know? So like everyone else is kind of going to have to start rating uh, independent comic book publishers for properties. Like, I know Netflix also has uh, Miller World, which is Mark Miller. Uh, the, he's the man who wrote, like, Kick-Ass and Kingsman and all those. And So they're going to be adapting his stories into a shared universe on Netflix. Uh, so, you know, like, this is... If you're not going to start spending money on uh, Disney Plus or the DC Universe, this is the future for superhero television shows for you guys. Yes. Now, the Umbrella Academy, let's talk about Umbrella Academy. The trailer also dropped today. This is a comic book that was created by uh, Gerard Way. Uh, If you don't know who that is, he was formerly the lead singer of My Chemical Romance. Now, uh, I never cared for My Chemical Romance, (laughs) but Gerard Way is a hardcore comic book nerd and comic book fan. Like, obviously, he created his own comic book. But he he was also he he he's currently employed by DC right now. He's he writes, uh, I can't remember what he's writing right now. He's on a couple of books, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, man, the dude is he's legit. 
when it comes to superheroes and superpowers and all that stuff. And Umbrella Academy is about uh, this group of adopted children who, you know, they were adopted by this uh, one man and he brought them, started this academy where he raised them and trained them to essentially be superheroes and use their superpowers. But, you know, something happened. I'm not going to spoil anything. They end up getting disbanded and then uh, they kind of have to come back together and be a team again when their adoptive father passes away and they then are presented with a situation, essentially the end of the world that they then have to try to avert. Uh, That's kind of the rough idea of what it is, but it's mostly the sense of humor in the story that makes it appealing. Like these characters are, like if you if, if you know anything about these characters, they're kind of jaded and cynical and just messed up in the head because of everything that they've been through. So you know, like trying to come back to that life, they're just like, oh, not this again. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, but I mean, imagine being one of those people, and then somebody telling you, "Hey, I went into the future and I saw the end of the world. We have to stop that." And you're just like, Ugh. I mean, I guess. <laughs> So yeah, Umbrella Academy is something that I, I'm really looking forward to. Go check out the trailer. It looks incredible. The cast on this is also very, very cool. Uh, they have, what is her name? I cannot remember her name. Ellen Page, duh. Uh, oh, Ellen Page, who y'all know as Juno, and uh, she was... Kitty Pride. Kitty Pride in the X-Men movies. <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, like, check it out. Again, if you want to check out the comic book, check out the comic book. If you just want to watch the show, watch the show. But, I, you know, knowing what I know about this, I'm excited. I've been excited ever since they announced this one as well. Uh, and just seeing this latest trailer got me excited all over again. So, Cliff, do you, what, what's your knowledge of Umbrella Academy? So I'm not too familiar with it. All I know is like, you know, obviously, like you just mentioned, right? Ellen Page is going to be in the show, and uh, Mary J. Blige is also in the show as well. Yeah, that's uh, right. That's right. <laughs> it's just like you know, this is a couple, couple <laughs> big winners. Um, no, so but the show definitely has got my attention, especially the fact with like superheroes trying to reunite after like a, a serious tragedy happens, and not like mm-hmm. uh, New York gets attacked. So the Avengers must form a team to defeat the bigger evil it's just it's just it's cool but i definitely am a uh <laughs> i'm not a huge fan of my chemical romance but i do follow the black parade and uh mm, right <laughs> and and teenagers don't scare the living shit out of me so <laughs> oh just wait man you got a daughter just wait till she's a teenager i know i'm just i don't want to right now okay she's she's, <laughs> she's at the age she's at the age right now where i can be like shh I'm talking, <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, I hear you, man. I hear you. It's for me right now. It's like it's interesting, especially because the one thing I forgot was that Gerard Wade, Wade was the reason why Penny Parker got written into the into the Spider Verse. That's right. He created Penny Parker. That's right. Yeah. I totally forgot. Yep, yep. And so I was like, oh snap! I forgot that. That's. That's his character, but yeah, so it's definitely yeah, exciting. Like, and I know what his I was saying, like the dude is a legit, like comic book nerd. 
He's such a talented like, writer. He's cut his teeth. He's cut his teeth. So you know, and he's left his mark already. So right. he was for real. Didn't he? He wrote. He wrote for Dark Horse too, didn't he? It was a. I believe so. Yeah. Apocalypse Suite. Isn't Umbrella Academy Dark Horse? I'm pretty sure it is. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think that's right. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's just it's cool. He's very talented, like we've, we've said. So if you guys do enjoy like kind of like the dark kind of like humor and sometimes just like kind of in your face humor, it's it's definitely gonna be one way to go. So I'm I'm hyped for sure, for sure. And you know, like I also wanted to say this because we're talking about stuff like The Boys and Umbrella Academy, and I, I kind of really dig this. Uh, it seems I've noticed this pattern happening where a lot of uh, comic book adaptations that are coming up share like a certain thread where it's like these, this idea of like misfit superheroes, you know, and it kind of um, carries over to a show that I'm, I'm also really looking forward to. And I want to bring this up on the DC universe, the, the live action doom patrol TV show. Uh, The reason I want to bring that up is they just, activated their official uh social media pages today so you know if you want to if you're interested in doom patrol go start following all their accounts um doom patrol is awesome and they're going to come up uh, again later in the show when we get into uh what well when i get into my uh young justice reactions because we got not three but four episodes this week so a lot to cover there yeah but yeah doom patrol on social media go follow them uh I'm really excited about that show. So I'm definitely gonna have to. I'm actually, uh, yeah. And the funny thing is, is like, oh, you know what? I did see the teaser for this one. <laughs> I had yeah. to go back and look at Doom Patrol. I was like, yeah, I did see this teaser. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm hyped for this too. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, uh, if you uh, like again, if you haven't, I know you haven't watched Titans yet, but the Doom Patrol was introduced on Titans. They had a whole episode dedicated to them. Nice. And. That's it was one of my favorite episodes of the season, and it's the one that I kind of go back to and rewatch, just because it got me so hyped for the Doom Patrol show. So, yeah, I'm really excited about that show. Can't nice. wait. That one's coming up like real soon. Yeah, like next month, right? February yeah. fifteenth, if I'm not mistaken. I believe that's the release date on that one. Yeah, I think it is too. The day after Valentine's Day. Yeah. So, yeah, hyped about Doom Patrol, hyped about the boys, Umbrella Academy. I'm so excited about all these shows. And like I said, they're not necessarily the most recognizable superhero brands out there, but I I guarantee you they're going to surprise all of you. So keep an eye out for all three of them. It's just funny how, like, a lot of these TV shows that are coming out, and it's funny, you're right, like, there's a thread of, like, misfit superheroes who get put together who have to work together to solve like bigger problems and it's just it's funny to see everything like like how well it plays out on the small screen versus something that Mm -hmm. and i guess it goes 50 50 well not really um but i mean it is it is a translate with that if you're there i think i lost you oh no 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 i was just thinking like it um it just (laughs) <laughs> when you get something like All the right, Suicide Squad, you know now. what I mean? Like, it just, unfortunately, because of the writing, it just didn't work out as well as it could have. And I think, hopefully, with Birds of Prey, it's, like, a whole redemption story for, like, that kind of saga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. And I, I agree with what you're saying about, like, how 
these types of stories I, I feel are more suited for television and like long form storytelling. Like, you know, you do multiple episodes of it uh, because like the other thing that I'll point to is a more well-established series, but it, it kind of, kind of fits the same mold is uh, DC's legends of tomorrow. That is also about a, a misfit team of superheroes who just, screw up time and then have to fix it <laughs> but that show like proves that like that type of story about those types of characters can work and can work well on television that show seems to only get better with each season like the season we're on right now is so good man like i have nothing negative to say about it it's so good so yeah i mean i can only hope that these shows will follow suit and just deliver on the gold each time right and i'm sure they will i'm sure they will like i said they've got great talent behind them and behind the behind the camera and in front of the camera so i i i don't see how anything could go wrong i could be i could be wrong i hope i'm not but you know for the time being i'm really excited yeah it's yeah it seems it seems like it's gonna be a lot of fun uh, watching these next three, like these past shows that we just talked about, it's gonna be fun watching like the next shows come out and just continually watch them and just understand like where the world is going as far as like superhero directions go. Cause it seems like a lot of things, like people are like, like the last 10 years, we've been fed like heroes after heroes after heroes after heroes. And as much as you could say, like, well, that guy was kind of an anti hero or that guy was a vigilante. Like, we've just been, I mean, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Captain America, Hulk, Iron Man, Doctor Strange, right? Just to name a few. But now all of a sudden it's like, oh, hey, we have Venom. Oh, hey, mm-hmm. you know, here's this guy. Here's, you know. Well, we just had Suicide Squad. That's what I'm yeah. saying, right? So we're starting to see, <laughs> like, all this trend of going the opposite direction of, like, yeah. there's bad guys here, too. And they're going to have cool stories, too. Like, Black Adam is another story that's going to be coming that we know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, he's clearly going to be... the he's not, a, he's not a good guy or a bad guy. He's just the guy. You know what I mean? Like, he's an anti-hero. So <laughs> it's just cool. It's cool but to see that like, work. He's like the, the, the epitome of an anti-hero. I feel like people throw that term around kind of loosely. But Black Adam is straight up an anti-hero. Yeah. So... Yeah, man, I can't wait to see that movie. I can't wait to see... I just can't wait to see Dwayne Johnson <laughs> suited up and just... I, I get chills just thinking about it. Like, I hope he's he so kills perfect it. for that role. Like, can't I hope he kills it. it. Like, I really hope DC, like, gives him the story that he needs to let this franchise be successful. Because, like, we know that you could give somebody, like, a great character and they can just demolish it right so like i don't want to put it out there i'ma say i didn't like edward norton as hulk right but even worse than that i didn't like eric banna as hulk (laughs) like that movie (laughs) sucked (laughs) but you know you then you get a character but then you get a character that is gonna be a good role right and you're like, man, this is an iconic character, but if you fuck this up, we're going to kill you. And then you look at Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, and you're like, bro, I don't want another person to be Wolverine ever. <laughs> <laughs> like, especially after the performance that he had in Logan, I'm not going to lie. I cried. 
I cried and I cried because I was like, this is the end. I'm pretty sure we all cried, man. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, like, those role like, Black Adam, like, let's be real, right? The Joker movie getting ready to come out with Joaquin Phoenix. Like, to me, I'm like, yo, like, you're telling the origin story. This material has to be 100% without fail. And it's got to be good because let me tell you like if you kill this character for me i will never watch another dc film as long as it goes on and i can't make it excusable because to me and it's fucked up and i know a lot of people are gonna like why do you what 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 i love the joker like he's just a character that for some reason and i think a lot of other people feel the same way right psychologically you just become you're you're his lackey. He's a comic book character who literally makes real people want to join his team. And not like, oh yeah, I'm a Joker fan. No, like, dudes will paint their face and go out. It's not even Halloween or Comic-Con. They just paint their face just because. And they're not even going to be like a clown show. They're just doing it. And what we're going to end up seeing is, if you ruin this character for me, I'd, <laughs> I'd be like, that's it. I don't. I don't care about the rest of DC's universe. Sorry, it's almost the same way with Thanos, well, right? Here, here's the, here's the thing. You know that you know that movie's not connected to the the shared universe, right? No, I I know that, but my point still being fall. My point still follows as if you fuck this character up for me, I do not want to watch anything else that you produce because you take in an iconic character like that and you destroy him, like. I and I'll be I'll be honest. I know a lot of people out there have told me go watch Solo because it's such a good movie, but I will not go watch Solo because I still want the mystique. I no no no. Hear me. (laughs) I just want the mystique of Han Solo to always be a part of me, like like the Joker. I always want the mystique of joker to be a part of me i don't want someone to put an idea out there and say hey this is an origin story about joker like i don't give a fuck (laughs) like i'm i'm a joker fan i don't he the fact that heath ledger in the dark knight tells two different no i'm sorry three different stories about how he got scars he tells two different ones and he was about to tell a third one (laughs) well that's what i'm saying like he 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 wants to he's gonna tell three different stories about how he got scars and like, yo, it, you're just like, well, which one's the real one? Who fucking cares? Like, <laughs> right? But I mean, like, it, the Joker is a, is a strange character because he has no definitive origin story in the comic books. But this won't be the first time that people have tried to give him an origin in a in the medium outside of comic books. I mean, Tim Burton gave him an origin in. Uh, you know the, the, the Batman. Yeah, yeah. Batman movie. Uh, they they did a really bad origin on Gotham, uh, which I really hate. But that didn't soil any of my my love for the character or anything. You know, or or because I really hate think, Gotham. Like, oh my god, that show's so bad. That's so. I mean, I'm so, glad it's over. I'm <laughs> like, glad. Okay, so I'm glad about this, right? Right. So you don't like that show, but. I love that show. <laughs> I, I don't. I no, but that's what I'm saying, Cliff. That that that's exactly what I'm saying. Like I hate that show. 
and I know you love it, all right? And I hate that origin that they gave the Joker on that show because it's so stupid and contrived and, and it's just full of cliches. And it's like, this is not the Joker, no. all right? And that's why I refuse to acknowledge it at all. But what's funny, but at the though, same is time, that... what you're, what, no, 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 because let, let me finish. What, you, what you're saying about the Joaquin Phoenix Joker is like, if it's bad, then you're like, I don't care about anything you guys do from this point out. Like, if I had that same mentality, I would have already abandoned DC just because of Gotham. <laughs> like, that's kind of a, a messed up, that's kind of a messed up way to look at things, all right? Because Gotham ruined so many great characters on that show. Not for me personally, because there are so many other avenues that I can get my fix for those characters. All right, one one bad interpretation does not negate all the other ones. That's what I'm trying to say here. Okay? No, no, no. I feel you on that. I and think... yes, the, the Joker the Joker movie could be bad, but that doesn't mean it's Joaquin Phoenix's fault. It could be Todd Phillips. They hired the director of The Hangover to, to do this movie. But at the same time, he also did War Dogs, which was an awesome movie. So, you know, there's more than one element at play here that determines whether or not a movie is good or bad. And it may not even be the actor or the director. The studio, we know Warner Brothers has a habit of meddling with films and taking control of the film away from the filmmakers, the people who actually made it. I mean, you look at Justice League. That was not Zack Snyder's fault. That was Warner Brothers getting cold feet about his vision and just chopping that movie to crap. Like everything we know about Zack Snyder's cut of Justice League indicates that it was a far superior cut to the version we got in theaters. And sadly, it doesn't look like we're ever going to get to see that version. And that makes me sad. <laughs> but at the same time, having seen Aquaman, like, and you saw what James Wan delivered with that movie, and it's like, okay, well, I'm a little more optimistic now. <laughs> so, you know whatever i and so sorry man I, I went on a rant there my bad well we, well we both went on rants so this is how i see like it they never said like in gotham right like it's it's heavily implied that Jermaine and jerome were the jokers jerome like and jeremiah. super yeah jeremiah it's like heavily Im implied but it's never said right but this is where and, and that's that's neither here nor there my point being, though, is that small screen, right? Because it's, it's equivalent to how people get mad that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. isn't attached to the MCU because it's its own thing. And I think, in my mind, that's the same concept I have with Gotham, right? It's not connected to the universe, so therefore, it's kind of like, it's its alternate universe kind of deal, right? And I, I don't, I, I really don't know why I give that show a pass. I enjoy it. Right, maybe right, it's right. just but maybe see, because it's just like, it's see, focused around. You, you say that you say that with Gotham, but then why doesn't that apply to the Joker film as well? That's not connected to any universe either. I think I think because the bar was set with other Jokers, right? And the whole idea of an origin story for a character that I don't really want an origin story for is what really mm -hmm. kind of gets at me, right? Like we don't have a Deadpool. No, origin I'm, I'm story. with you on that. I'm with you on that. Like, I, the Joker is a character I we don't need an origin for. Like, right. it, the character in the comic books functions so well because he has no origin. That's kind of what makes him so scary. You don't know who he was or what he was before he was the Joker. He just is. And I agree with you on that. Like, when they announced they were doing a Joker origin movie, I was like, no, don't want it. Don't want it. However, 
that being said, everything I've seen and everything I've heard since then has gotten me quite excited about the film. Now, my stance hasn't changed. I don't think we need a Joker origin story, but I am going to go watch it. Like, well, <laughs> that's They got me. Yeah, they and I think me. for me too, so, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I will go, I will go watch it. I'm going to do my best not to go in there like, this shit better be fucking good or that's it. I can I've already said that. Like, I would write it off. I mm-hmm. know wholeheartedly that's an empty threat. Like, they would be like, hey, guess what? <laughs> we have The Flash. And be like, oh, fuck the Joker movie. I'm going to go watch The Flash too. Because <laughs> I want to see The Flash. <laughs> like, I want to see Cyborg. Like, I want to see all those guys. <laughs> Like, I would be like, yeah, look at yeah. me. I'm the idiot rabbit that's going to go back to the hole. <laughs> and, like, look, man, like, I get it. I get where you're coming from. Like, we're all protective of these characters that we love. And, you know, I'm guilty of it, too. Like, I get, like, I kind of, I felt that way about Spider-Man after Spider-Man Homecoming. But, you know, they won me over with that Far From Home trailer. So, you know. Yeah. You know what's another happens. movie when that I haven't. You're passionate, you know what I mean? You know, it's a movie I haven't seen a sequel to yet, and I won't watch it. Hmm. Sin City, A Dame to Kill. Mm. I have not yeah. seen. I have not seen it yet, and that's a that's a boy. Like that's yeah, that's an interesting one. Because I saw it the first time I saw it, hated it, but I watched it again, and I was like, this is pretty good. But interestingly enough, that's the same reaction I had to the first Sin City. <laughs> I saw the first Sin City in theaters, and I was like, this movie sucks. And then I got it on DVD when it came out, and I was like, no, this movie's awesome. And then I just watched it on repeat over and over again. You know what's funny is like... So I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Those movies are kind of hard for me to be like, it's great. Because, you know, I had those reactions to them when I first saw them. Yeah, so, I, I, think, know, I think the first time I ever watched that movie, I think the first time I ever watched Sin City was with with you. I think that was a because I don't remember watching it in the theater. I think I, think I watched so, it. Yeah. I think I was watching it with you because I think you were like, "Dude, you gotta check out this movie." And I was like, "What movie?" And he's like, "You're like Sin City." And we sat down. Yeah, it was with you because we sat down. And we watched it, and I was like, "Yo, this movie's fucking awesome." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, man. Yeah, I, I remember still that. laugh about the scene where Clive Owen and uh, Rosario Dawson on top of the the building just shooting down at Michael Clark Duncan. Yeah, uh, rest in peace. Just murdering everybody. <laughs> yeah, see now I want to go back and rewatch that movie right now. <laughs> we miss you, Brittany Murphy. Thanks, Cliff. Thanks. Yeah, straight up, rest in peace. Oh man. So, <laughs> all right, I don't even remember how we got on this subject. <laughs> uh, we gotta try and we gotta try and get back on back on track here. Uh, there was a new. It's not a trailer. Uh, there was a new. Um, I don't know what to call it. It's not really a TV spot. Uh, let's just call it a, a, a sneak peek, shall you? Shall we? Uh, at Shazam this week, offered some new footage. Uh, looks good. That's all I'm saying. It looks good. It's got me. I like the gag where, at the end, when um, Shazam. And Freddie are trying to get a lair. <laughs> yes. That made me laugh. They, they they went to a realtor and they're like, "Yo, we want to get a lair." I I loved it when so, he was just like, "Yeah, man, like I, I'm excited for that." I loved the line where he was like, "I'll take six of your finest alcoholic beverages." <laughs> yeah, dude, nobody. Because of course you would try and do that. <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, man, like uh, you know, there was there was new footage in this and uh it all looks it all looks great. I also do want to talk about some some news came out about the movie about Dr. Sivana's new origin. I don't know how reliable this is, but I felt it was worth addressing. Um economically Dr. Sivana was he was just looking to uh liberate Black Adam from his his prison. And uh in the movie, I guess they've changed his origin story to be that he, like Billy Batson, when he was a child, he was a candidate to replace or to take on the powers of Shazam. But for whatever reason, the wizard turned him away, and this led him to kind of uh, look for another way to gain that power. And that's 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 how he ends up the villain of this movie ah, and shit. uh you know if because cause you can't have i guess because black adam's not going to be in this movie i guess they had to retool his origin but i guarantee you there's going to be some some mention of black adam we may even see him there's a shot in that new sneak peek where it looks like dr savannah and shazam are like dueling with lightning but you'll notice like where the lightning is connecting between the two of them it looks like it's opening up some kind of portal I guarantee you we're going to see Black Adam in there. Even if it's just for a second. So essentially what you're That's telling me... That's just my me, theory anyways. What you're telling me is that the good doctor is Tai Long from Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Kind I of, just, yeah. I just, I just deaded that whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was good, man. I liked it. Yeah, I liked you, it. You ever... <laughs> Like a Ricky Bobby, right? When uh, they like gave like the big pass to the speech, like I just Jack McBride your whole thing, man. Just <laughs> until he lay with his lady. <laughs> you know everything you just said. I she it, just man. said, "Good." You just ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, so Cliff, what do you what do you got? What do you got on Shazam? Okay, so we've talked about trailers, we've talked about TV shows, we've talked about Kung Fu Panda. So <laughs> the one thing that we haven't talked about is the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest, man. Movie oh, yeah, of yeah. the yeah. year is Black Panther. Like, it's up for a nominee. Uh, it's one of several films, obviously. Yeah, Black Panther was nominated for, for uh, Best Picture. It was nominated for seven Oscars. Let's be real. Like, mm-hmm. that is super fly. Not to mention that um, Infinity War got nominated as well for an Oscar. And then Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse got nominated for an that's, Oscar. That's the one I'm really... I yeah. mean, don't get me wrong. It's a, it's a big deal that Black Panther got nominated for Best Picture. That's dope. But let's think about this realistically. I think realistically... Into the Spider-Verse has the best chance of winning best animated picture. Oh yeah. Because it won it already won the Golden Globe for best best animated feature. So I'm just saying if if Sony and Spider-Man pulls an, another upset on Disney and and Pixar, that's a huge that's huge right there in and of itself. Because yeah. Pixar or Disney always takes the best animated picture award every year that can i guarantee is you though. into the spider verse is gonna i guarantee you into the spider verse is gonna take it this year and that's gonna be a big deal yeah that um and yeah that, let, that let's talk let's loaded, talk about right? is it that i'm not even sure what else got nominated <laughs> um, hold on. 
Yeah, so you have Spider Spider Man into the Spider Verse, of course, we said. Mm-hmm. Uh Ralph breaks the internet. Isles of Dogs oh. and oh, the Incredibles yeah, right. too. Yeah. Oh man, that is And wow. Mariah. There are is, some good ones in there. Mariah. Mariah. Like those are like I said, that category like let's be honest, man. That's a loaded category. Like you're talking about the Incredibles, Ralph breaks the internet, and Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, like Talk about like three bang out films that were yeah, so good. That's yeah, that's 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 a lot of competition there. But like I said, man, Spider Into the Spider Verse already won Best Animated at the Golden Globes. That's a pretty big indicator that they they're a lock for the Oscar. I could be wrong, but I mean, you know, just judging by what's happened in the past, I, I guarantee you they stand the best chance at winning that one. Yeah, so weird. Again, man, I that... could be wrong. Speaking of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, and actually we can tie this into another one, like that song "Sunflower" by Post Malone. Mm. Like, I I hate Post Malone. That's, that's I love that song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. Like, I don't even like Post Malone, but that's a good song. Like that soundtrack is dope, man. Yeah. How is that soundtrack not? Because uh, you know why that soundtrack I don't is know. not? Like, shouldn't they in... also be like best? You know, that soundtrack not being in, or that song, best original song not being in there, is because they realize you can't have two rappers in that category, and that's why they chose All the Stars by Kendrick Lamar in that category. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> you, I, I'm going to be honest, Boy, man. Uh. That, that, song, that song, too, All the Stars by Kendrick, I was like, really? I was like... Pray for Me was like a really good song too. I was like, actually, that whole soundtrack for Black Panther was pretty fly. <laughs> yeah, the the Black Panther soundtrack was also pretty dope. Not gonna lie. But uh, even so, yeah, man, I, I, you know, and let, can not to not to derail this, but like, can we talk about the the cultural significance of Black Panther being nominated for Best Picture at the Academy Awards? This is big. Um. I don't think they have a high chance of winning, but just the fact that it's nominated, that's a game changer right there. And it's not, not even just for Marvel, for comic book movies in general. That's why, you know, there were a lot of people who were upset that it was included. And like, I'm like, this is like, I don't care what side of the, where you fall on the side of the, on, you know, whether you're Marvel, whether you're DC, whether you, you just don't like comic book movies at all. The fact that it's there in that category, this is this changes the game. It means that these movies are now being recognized as a whole. You know? Like this can only mean good things for the future like man. Like you know that Joker movie's being produced by Martin Scorsese. Yeah. Like who who's to say that that movie won't get some kind of awards recognition if it's if it's good. You know what I mean? I know. That's like, and the thing and too is like we all, all know that Black Panther broke into that, it, it broke that barrier. So yeah, I'm, like, I'm glad. I'm I'm grateful. I'm thankful. This is a big this big moment for pop culture and nerd culture. So Finally, I like, got nothing negative to say about. It. Like think about like all the other movies, right? So like even like the the Avengers, right? Not nominated, mm-hmm. and that that was a masterpiece of a movie put together, and it was well done, and like. The Academy was like achievement, man. Yeah, and and it broke 
the record for like most money grossed, right? And so like Yeah, it was like the number three highest grossing movie of all time. Of all behind, time behind uh James Cameron's Avatar. whatever, Titanic yeah. and Avatar. Yeah, man. <laughs> that movie. But yeah, man, like that the movie, movie about was a boat sinking on so many levels. Yeah. Like <laughs> Oh man, like I'm about to go on a tangent right now. You know how you know, do you know how James Cameron got those movies to break those records? Because he paid out of pocket to keep those movies in theaters longer, and that's how they grossed so much money. It's like Disney, Warner Brothers, you guys got that money too. Just do the same thing. Yeah, just you push easily people... knock his movies out of the way. Yeah, it's not like people don't want to go see your movies multiple times, dude. I saw Aquaman twice already i saw it once in imax for crying out loud <laughs> like that, what yeah. are you doing man that's money you're leaving on the table yeah you have to spend money to keep them in theaters longer but i guarantee you the money you make back on something like that it, it, look at what cameron did with titanic and avatar just do the same thing man <laughs> Ugh, avatar i don't know I that, love that movie. all i'm saying <laughs> is those numbers are kind of those movies are, are, are you know the numbers on those are, are kind of you know what's wild that's what i'm saying yeah no no i feel where you come from like i yeah i watched so i've seen titanic numerous times and especially because it came out in like 1997 and i remember watching that but i've only seen avatar once and like i Mm -hmm. i'll be honest i don't care to see it again i just it's not my it's not my (laughs) thing straight up yeah no but i'll watch infinity war a billion times I'll, yeah. If I got the chance to and somebody sat me down and said, hey, Cliff, I want you to watch this movie over and over again, I'd be like, all right, first things I need is pizza, some enchiladas, <laughs> and like someone taking care of like my bills because I'm, gonna just, I'm never leaving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, like uh, I'm, I'm with you. I've only seen Avatar once. I saw it in theaters. But like I saw it and I was like, you know, like they promised us like this groundbreaking new experience in in in, in movie making, and I watched that movie in 3D, mind you. And when it was over, I was like, there was nothing new or groundbreaking about that movie. You know what so, it did? Yeah, I it, I don't care to ever watch that movie again. I don't I don't know if you remember, but it was causing people to have post traumatic Avatar disorder, like. People were killing themselves because their life wasn't as beautiful as Avatar. Can you, you know how wild that sounds? <laughs> like that's that's like ugh, I'm not. I don't know. That's intense. <laughs> like uh, this pink flower is not as pink like... as it was in Avatar. <laughs> it's like oh man, you, it seems like you guys got more problems than uh than just a. Uh... Mind you, real life not looking as pretty as it was in a movie. That so, is, no, I, don't, I don't know, man. That as a, as a person who suffers from PTSD and <laughs> her family and friends who all suffer from PTSD and also like other, uh, you know, traumatic injuries and just and and bad mental health, right? That is no mm-hmm. means to say that hey, like that's that's a disregarded point. I just want people to know, like, to me, like. Our lives are beautiful anyway. And if you can't accept the beauty that you have in your yeah, life. Yeah. If you can't accept the beauty that you have in your life, 
and you go over and you watch Avatar and you say, my life will never be that pretty. Well, then you're not appreciating it like you should be. Well said. I agree. I agree. Uh, all right. So, so man, Black this Panther episode. winning an Oscar. <laughs> it's going to happen. Yeah. Yo. I'm, I'm so pulling for Black Panther because, like, there's a lot. Of, I'm sorry. I have to, t- have to say this, though. But there's a lot of great movies that are in that category, right? So, like, um, one movie I definitely, I haven't seen it yet, but I, I know I need to, is um, A Star is Born. Like, that song, Shallows, man, is also nominated for uh, Best Original Song. And, like, yo, it is so hard to get to get past that. Bradley Cooper is singing this song. And I I feel like, yo, I feel the journey that that man is singing in that song, and I'm like, mm, that's a that's a great point. And then hearing Lady Gaga on top of it, I'm just like, yo, it's great that those are going on. Let's not forget. Actually, since we'll we'll bring it back to Mr. Robot, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody is nominated. Yeah, and up. oh yeah. man, like talk about and looking and killing. Yes, and and killing it as uh, Freddie Mercury is amazing. Black Klansman is in that category. It's also for Best Picture. So, oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm just like, these are like, Dude, for once... You just bring up, like, oh, yeah, of course. Like, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff nominated. Yeah. And year. in Vice. Oh. So, like, to me, to me, what I'm trying to get at is that, for once, when I look at the Oscars, I'm not like, I don't know any of these fucking movies, and I don't want to watch any of them. <laughs> yeah. I just, I legitimately now, I'm like, yo, like, these are all really fucking good movies. Like, shit. I, yeah, straight I up, can't like, you were just it. reading these off, and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that movie, that one I like, that one was good, that's good. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah and yeah, like, I'm, I'm with you, about... man. For, for once, I wasn't just like, what? 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 <laughs> yeah. I've never heard of this movie. Nope. <laughs> it's like, yo. And that's, that's why I was like, I was so thrown off. I'm just, I'm just so glad that the Academy Award, you know, the, the, the voters realized, they're like, hey, look, like, our show sucks. Yeah, like, it, and we need to revamp something <laughs> because nobody yeah, wants to like, watch shitty films that no one understands. No one's looking at. Right. Like, and not all of them are yeah. by all means. I'm just not putting that out there. But like when you have a film, like it goes back to the point, right? We have a film like the Avengers, right? And it, it doesn't even get a nomination. Yo, like compare that to some of the movies that were out that year. And you're like, if you, had, if you had changed the story or changed some of the characters and made it kind of like, I guess more realistic, I guess, in a sense. That movie was, like, phenomenal. Like, six friends come together to ward off an evil. Like, just imagine, like, like Glass, right? Like, that's... just. I just think to myself that we've been shortchanged with some of these movies that never even got the nomination, right? And it's just, like... Yeah. We're So we see four great movies. There's And there's probably more, I'll be honest. I just haven't seen green room yet i haven't seen a couple of the other uh, nominees but there's so it's just finally i'm getting recognition from i'm getting to recognize movies that should be in this category of best picture yeah yeah i agree and uh i'm gonna go ahead and say it like the biggest uh crime was uh the dark knight not getting nominated for best picture like yes. in 2008 Best. I'll well, say it, man. Like that—that that was like the biggest crime that the Academy ever committed. Like the fact that, like, don't get me wrong, 
Heath Ledger deserved his nomination and he deserved that award. But the fact that that film didn't get any other nominations, criminal. I don't. Did it even get nominated for special effects? I don't remember it being nominated yeah. for that. Uh, I I don't I don't know. This is wild. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure about that. That's crazy. But it's but like, yeah, man. Like I I agree with everything you're saying. Like yeah, I like that the Academy is starting to recognize movies that uh, that people have actually seen that I've actually seen. So yes, you know. I mean, go figure. You know, like hey, maybe we should nominate movies that people actually like. Yeah, no, no kidding. <laughs> and I keep saying a wrong movie. I'm sorry, guys. It's the Green Book. That's what I meant. I keep getting my movies mixed up. The Green Book is what I'm talking about. Being nominated as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say like Green Room came out like three years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sitting there, like thinking about all these movies, and I keep keep looking back and forth. I'm like, oh yeah, it's Green Book. I gotta I gotta correct myself. Someone's gonna put it in a comment section and talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's gonna complain about it because they always do. <laughs> there goes Cliff. There goes Cliff fucking up another name because I did it actually. Yeah. I. On another podcast, right? So over here on Franken Culture, we also I also do Frankensteiner, and like a few weeks shout ago, shout out to Franken Culture. Yeah, shout out to Franken Culture. I fucked up a couple names, and then I did it again this last week, and that's all I hear about now is just like, yep, there goes Cliff fucking <laughs> up another name. I'm, I'm like, thanks guys, I appreciate it. <laughs> hey man, if if you. If you learned nothing else from uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet, at least learn not to look at the comment section, bro. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Come on, man. That's, that's Internet 101 right there. <laughs> straight up. Straight up. Yo, uh, actually. All right. All right, all right. So, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. One last thing. How is it that Chatterick Bosworth does not, or Boswick, get nominated for Best Actor in Black Panther? Chadwick Boseman? Yeah, Chadwick Boseman. Thank you. See, there goes Cliff. Just fucking did up another again. name. Just did it again, Cliff. <laughs> Chadwick doesn't. It's all right, man. I got. I got, got you back. Got you back. How does he not he get did? the nomination he for he T'Challa? Didn't. He did not get a nomination. No. Stop. In fact, here's your here's your nominees. Right. Not that I'm I'm arguing with this. Mm-hmm. Christian Bale, Bradley Cooper, mm-hmm. William Dafoe. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it Rami Malik? Malik. Malik. Rami Malik. Thank you. See. Yeah. I, pronounce it and then Vigo Mortensen what did Vigo get nominated Green Book oh yeah duh all right yeah that's right that's right yo like hmm. that's a that's a that's a great yeah that's a those are great that's a good guys but yeah that's a good list but yeah man I don't know Chadwick you know what else is, you know what else boggles me uh Michael B Jordan didn't get nominated yeah Oh, I didn't even think about that. Oh, that's a crime. <laughs> right? Oh. oh, now you're mad, right? <laughs> like, oh, how did he not get nominated? His performance in that movie is... Like, dude, I've never cried for a villain when they die, but I cried for a Killmonger. Yes. Straight no, up, like... man. I shed a tear. I shed a tear for him. That's how good his performance was in that movie. He made me feel bad for the villain in that movie. When comic book characters... And I never feel bad for villains. Listen, when comic fans say that a single character reminded them of Heath Ledger as a Joker, you know you got the role. Like you nailed the role. Mm-hmm. Like that's oh, oh yeah, I didn't it, even man. think about that, man. That Michael B. Jordan did not get nominated for Killmonger. I'm like, he didn't yo, get nominated. Crime, that's messed up, criminal. Right 
Like if anybody does, if anybody, look, I'm not trying to diminish anybody else's performance in the movie, but if any one individual from that movie deserved a nomination, it was him. Oh my god, man! I just and he I didn't, didn't get it. Even realize he didn't get that. it. Yeah, and like criminal, I'm telling you. You know what's crazy though? But I mean, what's that? So Ali got nominated for Green Book. Adam Driver got mm-hmm. nominated for Black Klansman. Sam Elliott for mm-hmm. a, a Stars Born. Richard E. Grant for Can You Forgive Me, and then Sam Rockwell for Vice. Like, that's a pretty stellar company. Yeah. But I've never seen Can You Forgive that's Me, so we can just move him off the list and bring that's on Killmonger. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I was gonna say that's the only one I hadn't I haven't seen, but it is Richard E. Grant, and that dude is a fantastic actor. I'm not, you know, I'm not surprised he's on that list. But he's not Michael B. Jordan, so <gasps> move him off the list. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, uh, you remember when uh, Stallone got nominated for Best Supporting Actor in Creed and he lost to Mark Rylance? Yes. No disrespect to Mark Rylance, but like Stallone deserved that award that year. Like straight up, man. Yes, he did. I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, I'm going to go back to it and say like, yeah, it's great that a lot of these, a lot of these actors, and a lot of these movies are getting recognized. That's that's good. But I mean, there's still some places where it's like, come on, man. Michael B. Jordan didn't even get a nomination for real. <laughs> yeah, I just realized like how mad I got at the Academy for it. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you're just like dicks. down with the Academy. This is an injustice. <laughs> I'm gonna burn this place down. Call me Killmonger. I'm burning all these awards. <laughs> 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 but yeah, man, I that's the one where I was like, for real? Okay. I guess we'll get him next time. <laughs> <laughs> True that. But, uh, okay, so we talked about the awards, uh, and we've talked about our dissatisfaction with some of their choices, but, you know, we'll get over it. We're fine. <laughs> right. The one last thing I want to talk about in news for this week is, I, again, it's nothing big, just kind of, but I feel it's worth mentioning. Um, last year, late last year, before the new seasons of DC TV uh, premiered, they announced that Lex Luthor would finally be making his debut on Supergirl. And yes. a couple months ago, yes. I believe, they announced that John Cryer would be playing Lex Luthor. And again, if you if you know the connection there, he played Lex's nephew in Superman Four: The Quest for Peace, opposite. Gene Hackman's Lex Luthor. They just released the first look at him as Lex. And uh, it's it's not, you know, it's nothing too flashy or too fancy, but it is enough that it got me excited. You know, he's he's in the, the prison garb, you know, and he's behind the, the locked door. He's looking all menacing. I, I got excited. I got excited. I think, and I thought it was worth mentioning because, uh, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, he's like, he's always like the dorky guy in TV shows and stuff. It's like, true. But I mean, you know, like me and Cliff were saying a couple episodes ago, don't be so quick to judge, man. People can surprise you. And I guarantee you, he learned at the foot of the master, Gene Hackman himself. I guarantee you he's going to channel some of that into his performance. And if he does, it's got just the thought of it has me excited, so I can't wait to see when he makes his debut. 
Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I'm 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 dumb hyped for it. <laughs> it's just I think for <laughs> me, it's just it's weird not seeing John Cryer with hair because and and mind right. you, I I he's he's on the ranch as well. Like he's only in a couple episodes, but like yeah, he he doesn't have hair and like seeing him without hair, especially after like Hot Shots and Two and a mm-hmm. Half Men. I'm just like yeah, I just what huh what what happened to your head, <laughs> dude? Like no, put it back. Get your hair back. Yeah, on. it's pretty like, jarring. <laughs> yeah, it's but, pretty jarring to see him without hair. But in that picture, like you know, like like I said, in that in him. that photo they released, in the photo they released, he's got he's he's got the menacing stare in the photo, and I'm like, all right, I can see Lex in there. I can see him. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm into it. Me too. Can't wait I was to see like, him. Yep, yeah, I see you. I got you. I got you. Actually, when they made the <laughs> announcement, I was. I was in a grocery store and I read it and I was like, yeah, I can see that. Actually, that is, I was like, I'm on board with this right now. Let's, let's do yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, I like it. And especially since, um, what was it? Last season, they, we got to see Lex's power suit, you know? And so now I'm like, oh man, is he going to wear the power suit? Like, uh, I'm kind of excited because I don't know what they're going to do with the character. Right. I really don't. So, I mean, it could go... Like, we've seen a lot of stuff. They've hinted at stuff. Like I said, we saw the power suit. Superman has been on the show multiple times. Rumors about, like, a Superman spinoff show. Maybe that's why they're introducing Lex here. You know, we'll see. We'll see. But, yeah, I'm excited for it. Yeah, I'm happy. Oh, man. Okay, so that's it for the news today, unless you have anything you want to add, Cliff. No. Go out there and put out hashtag get Killmonger an Oscar. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we got to get that. We need to get that going. God. Stupid Oscars. Justice for Killmonger. Get justice for Killmonger. <laughs> <laughs> no, Cliff, Cliff is so upset right now. I didn't realize I was going to break your spirit so much. Dude. You didn't break my spirit. You just invigorated like a new flame. <laughs> <laughs> Cliff's on a mission. On a mission. The man with a mission right now. Watch out, Oscars. He's coming for you. Hashtag, hashtag <laughs> Killmonger. Academy for Killmonger. <laughs> Academy Award for Killmonger. AA for Killmonger. That's what it's going to be. There it is, people. There it is, people. Let's get that movement going. All right. So I'm going to get into my Young Justice reactions because, like I said earlier, we had four episodes this week. Uh, and the final episode was our mid-season finale they're going to go on break uh which is fine because we got so many episodes already uh just and to warn anybody who hasn't gotten the memo yet there will be spoilers in here so if you haven't seen the episodes yet don't listen to this next part all right go you know hit pause on this go watch the episodes then come back all right ready three two one and you're back all right you're all caught up all right here we go uh, like I mentioned last week, they name-dropped Victor Stone, and they followed through on that promise. We got Victor Stone this week, and he did, of course, become Cyborg, and it was awesome. This is probably my favorite version of his origin, and we were talking about this. Uh, I was talking about this with some other people who were watching the show as well. Like, I feel like uh, Young Justice being on the DC Universe as opposed to being on Cartoon Network like it was for its first two seasons really allows them to up the the violence and the gore because when Victor was first 
caught up in the accident um, and they cut to the aftermath of it. It was, it was pretty horrifying, pretty gruesome. And I feel like that was, they could get away with it on a streaming service rather than on network television, especially Cartoon Network. But I mean, that sort of applies to the rest of the show as well. Like people were pointing out like, oh, they could have never done this on Cartoon Network. They could have never done that. And I'm like, you, you, you're right. You're right. It's a lot bloodier, a lot gorier this time around. So props to them. Uh, he also has a new look. It's a very different. His cyborg design on this show is very different from what we are used to as comic book fans. But I really dig it. It looks a lot more biomechanical, more bioorganic, I guess is the word I would use. He's not big and bulky like a, a typical robot. He looks a bit more streamlined, and I really dig it. Uh, we got a cameo from Cisco Ramon, who some of you might know becomes the superhero vibe. And as well, if you know anything about Young Justice, anytime a character like that makes a cameo or is even name-dropped, you will see them in their superhero persona at some point. So really excited about that because vibe is a character I love. Uh, the return of Deathstroke, and we got the reveal that he is the new leader of the League of Assassins, and he's also the newest member of The Light. Uh, Deathstroke also got a new suit design this season. I really dig it. It looks awesome, but Deathstroke is hard to... It's hard to make him look bad. <laughs> he always looks awesome. Although, if I'm being honest, I prefer his season two suit over the new suit, but like I said, the new suit looks great. Looks awesome. Uh, we also got Bane. Bane returned, voiced again by Danny Trejo, like he has been in the past, and that's always a welcome return. Uh, Beast Boy's story arc in these episodes was probably my favorite part, because in the season so far, they've established that he's not doing his superhero thing, uh, and he's pursuing an acting career in Hollywood, which is an interesting story, but it all came to a head this week where he was infected by the good goggles and he kind of went on this bizarre uh, journey through his own mind that then led him to embrace the life of a superhero again. But the best part about that whole thing, Cliff, I think you're going to appreciate this, is Young Justice took a swipe at uh, Teen Titans Go where because this Beast Boy, like I said, um, the first time I did my reactions to the show, is voiced by Greg Seitz, who also voiced the Beast Boy in the original Teen Titans show and Teen Titans Go. He entered a world that was very much the Teen Titans Go universe, except it was a parody. It was Doom Patrol Go. Doom Patrol, I mentioned earlier in the show, and all the character voices were the same voice cast from Teen Titans Go. So, like, Robot Man was voiced by Carrie Payton, who voices Cyborg. The Chief was voiced by Scott Menville, who voices Robin. Uh, Rita Farr, Elastigirl, was voiced by... Oh, I don't remember her name. The, the woman who voices Starfire on the show. So, oh, yeah, I don't recall her name. it was really great. They even did a riff on the, the theme song where it was D-O-O-M-P-A-T-R-O-L Doom Patrol. Let's go! <laughs> it was so great. I died laughing at that part. It was so awesome. Oh, man. And then, again, these are major spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen the show, these episodes yet. 
we got two major reveals in the plot, and these were kind of the big cliffhangers for the the mid-season finale. Uh, number one, the Court of Owls. That's right. The Court of Owls. They exist in this universe, and they are very much active. Uh, Nightwing and his team had to go in uh, infiltrate the, the Court of Owls, and this is where they rescued uh, Tara, Tara Markov, because she was being she was being auctioned off amongst the Court of Owls because of her meta abilities. And this segues into the big cliffhanger. Like I predicted, uh, the Judas contract confirmed for this season. The very last thing we saw was Tara, once she had been rescued and she had infiltrated the team, she sent a text message to Slade Wilson, Deathstroke himself, saying, I'm in. And that's where we ended the, the, the episode. That's where we're at. So Judas contract confirmed. And uh, those are really the th- those were the big moments that stuck out to me the most. That I'm sure I missed a lot. For those of you who have seen them, uh, go ahead and tell me what your favorite moments were. Uh, again, try to be mindful for spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen. People, if you haven't seen them, don't be in the comment section. All right. <laughs> so, yeah, those are my thoughts on Young Justice this week. Uh, so far, the show has been nothing but solid. Super entertaining. I love it. It's back in grand fashion. Again, if you haven't, if you're not watching it, what are you doing? Go watch the show. It's awesome. Cliff, what do you got? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to watch the show. That's what I got. <laughs> you got to watch the show, man. It's so good. <laughs> it's I started so good. it. I started it. Like I said, it, I got to catch up, though. You started it? All right, good, good. Oh, man, you got to let me know when you're all caught up because this is, it's just, <laughs> it's too good, man. All right, so Cliff, do you have anything left that you want to discuss? Anything you want to mention before we get out of here? No, just make sure you guys, you know, send me a like or a follow. You know, share out um, my just new my new uh, hashtag that I put out: Oscars for Killmonger. Uh, you guys right. can follow that on Snapchat, Instagram, or Twitter at cm underscore miller eighty five. Also. Um, do pay do get ready because we do have other uh shows coming out this weekend too right here on Franken Culture with Frankensteiner and Get the KO will be uh popping off as well this weekend so you better look out for that that's right that's right i do want to give a, another shout out to Franken Culture our new partner um uh, again i'm just super excited and super grateful that they reached out to us to include us and Help us get the word out on our show. So shout out to them. And, you know, like Cliff said, go check out. He's on. Uh... God, Cliff, you're so busy, man. You're on so many other podcasts <laughs> right now. I don't know how you do it, man. <laughs> uh, I, it's, but props it's, to you, you know, keep up the good work. Yeah, you know, it's it's insane, man. Like my schedule is like ridiculously busy. I had a friend. Um, if you guys don't know, I also uh, co-run a company called Serotonics, which is all about physical fitness. Um, and he was like, you, he's like, your schedule's not that busy. And I sent him my schedule for February and he was like, dog, when do you sleep? (laughs) And I thought about this question and I only had one answer to it. And I, I thought, how did Rob Lowe answer this? Thursdays. (laughs) So we guys, 
might not get it, but that's a thank you for smoking joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh, that's a good one, man. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so yeah, uh, check out Cliff on all his other podcasts. Don't forget to check out Get the KO. Uh, yeah, go give him, go follow him on on his Twitter, his Instagram, Snapchat. Uh, if you want to follow me, I am on Twitter at Tron Pilgrim, on Instagram, Snapchat, Snapchat at Tron Pilgrim eighty seven. You know, uh, tweet at me. Let me know what you thought about Young Justice. Let me know what you thought about any of the news this week. Anything we touched on. And uh, don't forget that you can always catch us here on anchor.fm slash nerds. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere you get your podcast. So thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Same nerd time, same nerd channel. <laughs>